0: and welcome to another edition of Veterinary Team Training Podcasts. I'm both the host and owner of Veterinary Team Training, Amy Newfield. Check out all of our other blogs and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. I am beyond excited that this is the second podcast, and I'm going to dive into one of the biggest topics, I think, that is a game changer in our veterinary teams. Assuming good intention. What do I mean by this? It is what it says it is. I mean, On a surface level, it's very self-explanatory. Just assume the best intent of any individual that you meet during the day and your life will be a lot happier. But on a subsurface level, it gets to be a little bit more difficult. I mean, there are some terrible people out there. Should I assume that they're nice people all of the time? Probably not, because some people really are not nice and some of them can be jerks. But most of what we assume from another individual is that they are maliciously, purposely trying to hurt us or make our lives difficult. I was an angry 20-something-year-old individual, and in my much younger years, I assumed everyone was out to get me. I was the person who, while driving down the highway, if someone cut me off, that's it. They knew I was ticked off. I'd drive really close to their bumper. I'd get near them if I could. I'd swerve. I'd flip them the middle finger. I'd honk my horn violently. And I'd let them know who was boss. If you cut me off in line, oh, you definitely knew. Because I was saying stuff under my breath, or I was getting really into your personal space, or I would just announce it and say, excuse me, you cut me off. And then I would just walk around you. I was a pretty angry young person. I thought that everyone was out to get me and I was going to make sure that they knew that they weren't going to pull a fast one over me. There was no way anyone was going to take advantage. And that's important. We certainly don't want people taking advantage of us, but probably that car who cut you off wasn't really thinking about you at all. They were just thinking about them. The person who may have cut you off in line, maybe they didn't even see you because they're not paying attention to you, or maybe they had other things to do or they're busier. But the reality is oftentimes it has nothing to do with you. Yet we as human beings often think it does. They personally came after us to attack us. Now I'm going to say a statement and listen, I love a lot of human beings in the world. I like even more than that but I went into veterinary medicine because I like animals much better than I like people. I say that because I can resonate with animals better. I know you understand exactly where I'm coming from. Most of us, this is why we chose veterinary medicine. We connect with animals in a way that we struggle to connect with people. I always give this example. Whenever anybody looks at me and go, oh, Amy, that's not true. You have a lot of friends, you have a lot of family, And you're a very kind and loving person. That's nice. I get it. And that's true. However, I can look across the street and I see a dog. Mm, I love that dog. That dog is so cute. Look at the way that dog is walking. Oh my God. I love that dog. That dog is my friend. It doesn't even know it's my friend. I'm in love with that dog. Or I see a cat. In a cage at the hospital and I just want to squish it oh my gosh I want to squish this little kitty I want to hug it and I want to pet it and I want to oh I just love that kitty I love that kitty so much here's the reality of that I've never done that with another human being there's not a moment where I've been walking along the street where I see a person across the street and I'm like oh my god look at that person I just love that person that person is awesome I need to go over and pet that person that person's amazing nope it's never happened. And so I know for me, I see pets and I connect with them. I see a horse. I love it. I see a snake. It makes me laugh. I see a hamster. Oh my gosh, look at it. It doesn't even know it, but it's making me laugh inside and I love it. I do this with almost any animal that I encounter except spiders. I mean, I am terrified of spiders. I know they're fantastic. I know they're supposed to be our friends, but they need to stay out of my house and not come in my house. And absolutely, that is probably the only animal on earth that just, we are not going to be friends. I'm so sorry. Except for those little jumping spiders. They're super cute. If you've not seen one, Google a jumping spider. They are adorable, but I still don't want them in my house. Regardless, I think a lot of you can relate to what I just said. We connect with animals on a much faster level than we do with people. That's why we went into veterinary medicine. The problem is this. No one told me that we were going to need to work with so many people. I thought I was going to be working mostly with animals when I graduated from veterinary technology school. I didn't know there were going to be so many people. And yet, we do encounter a lot of people. And it's not just our clients, right? I knew that pet owners were going to be coming in with their pets. You know, I didn't expect the little dog or cat to drive themselves to the veterinary hospital. But I didn't expect the emotional strain of clients. And then I also didn't expect the emotional strain of the people in my own hospital team. And this is where the cynicism builds up. So for me, being already young and angry and assuming the world was out to get me, I was pretty sure that all these clients were purposely trying to make my day worse. That person who calls up on the phone and spends 30 minutes talking to you about the tick that's on their dog. What kind of tick is it? If I bring this tick in, can you identify this tick? I'm just hoping that by any chance you could tell me, you know, if my dog has Lyme disease today, what does this look like? Is my dog ever going to be normal again? I'd like to send this off to a lab. Is there any way to do that? And you go on and on. And then this is what we all do. And if you've not done this, kudos to you. But most of us have done this. After we deal with such an emotionally draining call that always happens in the middle of the busiest day, we hang up the phone and then whoever's within our earshot we start saying this, I just spent 30 minutes on the phone with this client who had a tick. I mean, it's a tick. Get over it. We see ticks all the time, but she wouldn't stop. She wants to bring the tick in for testing. She wants to know if her dog has Lyme disease and she's going on and on and on. Here's what we do in that moment. We don't assume good intention. The reality very simplistically is this. There was a veterinary owner who had a parasite on their dog. She was concerned. So she called a veterinary medical professional. See, she spoke to you because she was worried. The end. That's it. But what happens is we get ourselves all worked up as if this client purposely tried to ruin your day. And then we hang up the phone and cynically, we make fun of that client to other individuals because it was an exhausting call for us. Because to us, it's just normal. It's a bug. Get over it. It's fine. But to that client, that's their world. And particularly right now, I mean, I'm recording this podcast. We're in the middle of COVID. For so many pet owners, their pet is their lifeline. Isolation is terrible. And the pet is the thing that keeps them going and making them happy during this COVID time. And so we have this big responsibility. And so we can react one of two ways. We hang up that phone and we think, gosh, I helped that veterinary patient and that client And that's a really good feeling. And I'm glad she called the veterinary hospital instead of going on Dr. Google. Or we can do the second thing, which is what a lot of us do. I can't believe this was ridiculous. I just spent 30 minutes. Oh, my gosh. And go on and on. In the first scenario where we think positive thoughts and we assume good intention, we actually keep a lot of energy to ourselves. But the second version of that story, where we vehemently start describing the anxiety that we had having to deal with this client on the phone, we give away our energy. And I don't even think we realize that we do this, but we do this throughout the course of the day. We asked a veterinarian to write a prescription. The veterinarian forgot to write the prescription. And now the client's here. And the client is waiting up front. And they are on a very tight schedule. Let me refrain all of that. Rewind. You told the, cl- the veterinarian to write a prescription. They didn't. And now they're in the parking lot waiting in their car during curbside because <laughs> that's more likely what is happening. And they can't get it emailed and they need to pick it up for some reason. And they're waiting for someone to bring out this prescription into their car because we're all doing curbside, right? Oh my goodness, 2020, will it ever end? But you know what I'm talking about. And in that moment, that veterinarian just forgot. And now that client's getting upset. Well, I called and told you, I told you I was running on a very tight schedule. And this is what so many of us do. We start walking through the hospital and going, oh my gosh, I told her. I told her to write the prescription three times. And now the client's here and the client's all upset. I can't even believe she forgot it. This is second time this week that I told her to write a prescription and she forgot. It's like she's purposely doing it. No, that's not at all what that veterinarian's doing. She's not in the back laughing maniacally going, gosh, I really hope when that client comes in to pick up her prescription, she gets really mad at the front desk. And then the technician is really upset with me. That's not at all what the veterinarian's thinking. She's busy. She forgot. It's okay. So keep that energy to yourself and assume good intention. I see this a lot when we have new hospital team members that join our our veterinary hospital and they're brand new they're nervous they're trying their best and they make one mistake and it's usually not a big mistake right maybe they forgot this tiny thing or they incorrectly did something and then we hear this well i knew we couldn't hire anybody good Yeah, I mean, she made a mistake and I'm glad I caught it because, you know, if we didn't catch it, then so-and-so would be so upset. Okay, assume good intention. If you've worked in this business long enough, then you know any one of us can make a mistake. Some of us make terrible medical mistakes and we have to be able to recognize that we don't do it on purpose. So bring it up to the new individual's attention, maybe tell their supervisor, but Don't go gossiping to everybody, assume good intention. They didn't purposely do it. We see this all the time with our friends, with our family, with our loved ones, and in our veterinary teams. And we assume that people are out to get us when it has nothing to do with us at all. I have the wonderful opportunity of coaching a lot of veterinary teams and a lot of the issues in between team members have to do with communication issues. And again, not assuming good intention. I hear all the time, Dr. So-and-so is so cranky. I can't stand working with him or her. I mean, they are so miserable. They yell at the whole team and they're just coming late and they're no fun to work with. But then when we dive into it, we talk to Dr. So-and-so, it turns out there's a lot going on in the personal life. and um, They're having a rocky marriage or their kids are having issues and they're bringing some of that into the hospital. And in fact, they don't mean to be rude or or cranky at all. It's just that they're stressed out and the stress of their home life combined with the stress of working in a veterinary hospital is overwhelming at times and they don't even realize that they're coming off this way. Most people don't purposely walk into the veterinary hospital and think, today's the day I'm gonna tick off my entire team and make their lives miserable. That's not at all what I've ever heard a team member say or do because that makes them miserable. So we need to assume good intention between all of our team members because that's the best thing to do. Assuming good intention gives you energy. What do I mean by that? I want you to think about a time that you had one of the worst days of your life. I, I can easily come up with at least 10 of those, right? But it was a really terrible day and maybe you cried or you were frustrated you had a lot of anger, uh, you were furious, and it was just, you know, anxiety-driven heart palpitations, and it was horrible. And the only thing that maybe made that day a little bit better was that you eventually fell asleep. And it, But the problem was this, it wasn't good sleep, it was miserable sleep. It was terrible, you kept waking up, you might have had a headache again, maybe you woke up at 3 in the morning, you still couldn't get any sleep. And the next day when you went to work, you were exhausted and people saw it all over your face and you struggled to just survive that day. We know that negativity takes away your energy. Now I want you to think of a super positive time. You, you had a great day. Maybe you just recently got to go out to eat at a restaurant and felt like a normal human being. Or maybe you got to enjoy a beach. Or maybe it was a time before COVID, right? You went to a comedy show or you went to a club or something fun. But something really fun happened in your life. You got a new pet in your life. You had a baby, you got married, you know, something fantastic. Whatever it was, it was really fantastic. Made you smile during that moment. Maybe you were telling everybody on social media how fantastic it was and you were taking pictures and you were laughing. When you went into the hospital the next day, you were still smiling. You probably got a really great sleep or maybe you didn't because you were up so late because it was awesome. Regardless, you walked in and you wanted to tell everybody about your fantastic day. And as you were recounting your day, you were laughing and you were smiling about it. Positivity gives you energy. And so when we assume good intention, we are more positive individuals and we let the little mundane things go. That person cuts you off in traffic. It's okay. Let it go. You've got bigger things to deal with. Keep that energy to yourself. They didn't purposely try to attack you. They weren't thinking about you at all. You were never a factor in your, their equation. They were just jerks and they need to get somewhere else. And maybe it's a true emergency or maybe this is how they always behave. I guarantee you if they're always driving like that, they're probably pretty angry and giving away a lot of their energy. So just sit back, turn on good music and relax. The person who cut you off in the line, let it go. It's not worth it. It's okay. It's one person, maybe an extra minute of your day. It's all right. And there are things to get worked up about. Don't get me wrong. You can't go around and be like, oh, that person totally just punched me in the arm. I'm going to let it go. No, probably not, right? That you should get mad about. That's not normal. You shouldn't get punched in the arm. So you know what I'm talking about. But that client who calls, who's worried about their pet, who goes on and on, and you think it's a silly question. Let it go. It's not a silly question to them, right? Again, we have to assume good intention. Even if we have a client that comes in whose dog just got hit by a car and they start screaming at us, recognize it has nothing to do with you. They just watched their dog get hit by a one-ton vehicle and they don't know if that dog is gonna be alive or dead and now we're telling them it's gonna cost a lot of money. Oh my goodness. We need to have nothing but assuming good intention for that individual. And no matter how much they yell at us, recognize this. It has nothing to do with us at all, and it has everything to do with them. When we can see people through those eyes and we can give them compassion and empathy, we get to keep so much more energy. We get to go home and be happier individuals we get to decrease the amount of cynicism in our life and get to increase the amount of positivity we have it's hard to assume good intention so how do we do that well one in our veterinary teams we can have discussions like these right just simple honest discussions about what assuming good intention is between clients and ourselves, but also between team members so that we think the best of our teams. But then the other things we can do is try the following. Stop, don't react. It's probably not worth it. If it is worth it, try the following steps after stopping. Think, why is this individual acting this way? Why would they do this? Try to put yourself in the other person's shoes. Why is that doctor being so cranky? Why is that technician screaming? Why is that client so angry? Why would they be doing this? Stop thinking about yourself and start thinking about them. Breathe, count down from 10, right? Ground yourself, 10, nine, eight. Relax and let it go, unless of course explaining or showing some limited emotion is going to help with the situation, try to relax and let it go. In the case of an angry client, yes, we do need explanation. We're going to need to talk to that client. But if you do need to react, remember to try to make it as unemotional as possible, which can be difficult. Stick to the facts and keep it short. So again, assume good intention. By stopping and not reacting, that's a hard one for us to learn, right? Because we immediately go to, I need to tell this person exactly how they've done me wrong. Just stop. Don't react. Think. Why would someone be doing this or reacting this way? Breathe. Count down from 10. Relax. Try to let it go. And if you do need to react, do so with little to no emotion. Just the facts and keep it short. Assuming good intention is a really powerful tool within our hospital teams in our daily lives, and I hope this helps all of you grow and develop your own hospital teams. Check out my new book, Oops, I Became a Manager. It's not just for managers and leaders. It actually has a wonderful amount of tools and tips and even step-by-step instructions on growing and developing your hospital teams to what I love to say are unicorn teams. Thank you so much. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Please check out all of our other amazing blogs and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. My name is Amy Newfield. Have a wonderful day.